Welcome to the Three Minute Therapy Podcast. We're here just about every week to discuss a subject related to REBT. I'm Dr. Michael Edelstein. I'm a clinical psychologist with an international practice, and I practice REBT. So what's REBT? REBT stands for Rational Emotive Behavior Therapy. It's a type of therapy which was radical at its time when it first uh, hit the scene, and it was a f- it was formulated by Albert Ellis in 1953, and REBT stands for Rational Emotive Behavior Therapy, and spawned many of the cognitive behavior therapies that came after it, and it says most fundamentally that our emotions don't come from situations. So if my goal is blocked and I feel frustrated, I don't feel frustrated because my goal is blocked. I feel frustrated because I have thoughts about that and my thoughts lead me to feel frustrated. Thoughts such as, I wish my goal wasn't blocked I prefer to have a car that doesn't break down in the middle of the road, if that's my goal. It's unfortunate that I have this car problem, but not the end of the world. So uh, we have these preferences. And when we escalate preferences into demands, must, should, supposed to, have tos, then we create emotional problems for ourselves, like anxiety, depression, anger, and guilt. So the solution to uh, overcoming emotional problems is to identify what you're telling yourself, what the demand is, what the must or should is that you uh, escalated from your preference, and question, challenge, and contradict your must. There are three main categories of musts and demands. The first is a demand on oneself, and that takes the form of, I must do well and get approval, and if I don't, I'm no good. That leads to uh, depression, anxiety, and guilt. The second area of emotional disturbance comes from a demand on oneself, on others rather, not on oneself, and that's a demand on others and takes the form of you must treat me fairly, comfortably, kindly, reciprocally, lovingly, and if you don't, you're no good. And that leads to anger, resentment, and hostility. And the third area of emotional disturbance and demands is a demand on the conditions of your life So it's an impersonal demand, not a demand on oneself or others. And that takes the form of, because I strongly prefer my life be fair, easy, and hassle-free, therefore it must be, it has to be, and I can't stand it if it's not. And that leads to procrastination to put off facing discomfort or addictions, trying to escape from discomfort. So today I'm going to be discussing guilt. Uh, There are two types of guilt. There's 
legal guilt, being guilty of a crime, but I'm not an attorney, I'm a psychologist, so I'll be discussing emotional guilt, a feeling of guilt and emotion. And this emotion also emanates from a demand, which starts as a preference. I prefer to do well in my life, and if I don't, I'm no good. So let's suppose I have a goal to stay on a diet and not eat ice cream. And then I slipped up and I had some ice cream and I make myself guilty about that. Again, it's not having the ice cream that makes me feel guilty, but rather it's my thinking about it. I, Because I prefer not to have that ice cream, I should not have had it. I'm no good. I'm a bad person. And if you question that and ask yourself, what's the evidence? Because I prefer not to have the ice cream. I absolutely should not have it. The answer is there's no law of the universe saying I should not have the ice cream. If there was a law of the universe, I wouldn't have the ice cream because I wouldn't be able to act against a law of the universe. But because I'm an imperfect human, not a bad person, not a loser, uh, when I had the ice cream, just an imperfect human who acts imperfectly, then I, and I saw that and internalized that, then I would not put myself down uh, because I'd just be dealing with a preference and unconditional self-acceptance, accepting myself as the imperfect human I am. So uh, the way to overcome your guilty feelings is by uprooting and contradicting the preference, the must about the preferences. So let me show you one way you can do this. And I call this a three-minute exercise or an ABC. So I instruct my clients to write out on a piece of paper on their screen, the capital letter A and in parentheses, activating event. And activating event or antecedent event is the event that happens right before you begin to feel guilty. For example, A activating event would be, I ate the ice cream against against my best intentions. Then underneath the A is B, irrational belief, and that's the demand, that's the must or should, uh, which is, I should not screw up, I must stick to my diet, I'm no good, I'm a failure. Then that leads to C, undesirable emotional consequences, which in this case would be guilt. So at A, B, and C, we pretty much diagnosed the problem, what the situation was, what you were telling yourself, and how you felt. So in order to treat that problem, we go on to D, E, and F. D is disputing or questioning the irrational belief. I should not have eaten the ice cream. Uh, And to question that, you simply make it into a question what is the evidence? Why? Where is the data? What is the logic behind my idea that I should not have eaten the ice cream? So that's just a question. Don't answer it yet. That's a question. And then go on to E, 
to answer the question, E is effective new thinking or the answer to the question, and some possible answers in this case could be, although I prefer not to eat the ice cream, there's no law of the universe saying I must not. I don't like having screwed up and gone off my diet, but I can stand what I don't like. Pressuring myself not to go off my diet doesn't help and only makes me feel worse. And going off my diet just proves about me is that I'm an imperfect human who acts imperfectly, not a worthless failure. And then finally at E, it's not going off my diet that causes my guilt, but rather it's my irrational must and should thinking about it, and I can change my thinking. So that would be E, effective new thinking, and then finally F, new feeling, once you internalize what you wrote at E, would be um, frustrated, concerned, disappointed, displeased. So those are adaptive negative emotions. They're still negative emotions. We don't want you to feel happy about violating your goals. But it's an adaptive negative emotion in that it comes from a preference and that it's more likely to uh, stimulate you to try to do better in the future and, and figure out ways to stick to your diet. So that's the three-minute exercise, A to F. Now, if you want to learn more about this approach and dealing with these problems, you can get my book, Three-Minute Therapy, Change Your Thinking, Change Your Life, and uh, it's available on Amazon. You can watch these podcasts that I do, and often with my partner, Mick Berry, uh, once a week on a variety of topics. You can volunteer. We've had guests from time to time to uh, discuss their approach to various problems or various problems they have and help we can give them. And you can uh, turn, tune into the Three Minute Therapy podcast each week to stay on the rational side of life.